0: On today's show, part one with my friend Tyler Jones, we talk all things hawks at the All-Star Break, and all that is coming up right now. You are Locked On Hawks,
1: your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1655 of the Lots on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland, coming to you on a Monday here in mid-February into Tuesday. And today's show will be diving into myself and Tyler Jones in part one of a two-part conversation. Tyler is a friend of the podcast, always a highly requested guest on the show, and a fun conversation as always. I should encourage you at the top of the show to make us your first listen each and every day. Please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, places like Apple and Spotify and YouTube, etc., and uh, without any further delay, here's myself and Tyler digging into all things Hawks at the All-Star break. and here we go. I am joined once again by my friend Tyler Jones. How are you, sir, in the middle
1: of the All-Star break? How are you, sir? <laughs> Last time we talked, did the I don't know if the Wolverines won the title. So congratulations on that. You know, if you're watching, if you're watching, I, I, if you're watching I, on YouTube,
0: I'm wearing a Michigan national championship.
1: Shirt I believed right in. Now. I believed in Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines. You didn't. Every time I was like, oh, they're winning. they winning it this year. You're like, no, they're not. I'm like, okay,
0: okay. You know. I'm an I'm an Atlanta sports fan. What do you want me, all the, do you
1: want me to do? All the metrics said the Wolverines were the best college team. You know, college team this year. So I
0: enjoyed uh, it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, I, then, I wish I, I. almost wish I covered the team more, if people could see how I uh, how I how I actually am when I'm just being a fan because you know on like on hawk, on hawk stuff I'm, I'm covering the team i'm being professional i was not professional at all at michigan just losing my mind the whole time
1: speaking of fandom the Falcons got a new coach arthur smith he's out the paint by Artie, i don't think he was well
0: liked in atlanta I, he was not he was not as someone who lives here he, he was not not well liked
1: um I, make making the enemy of the softest sports media like just actively being <laughs> uh, um, antagonistic to like people who don't ask hard questions. Uh, I'm I'm shocked that I'm shocked that Arthur Smith wasn't well received publicly. Uh,
0: uh, already uh, didn't uh, it didn't go well for already, uh, especially at the end. That la- that last game was an alt. As, as we get further and further away from it, the last game and the and the and the Saints. The whole the whole Saints thing was uh, that was a that was a pleasure. Well, experience. he took that
1: personally, man.
0: He really yeah. did. Uh, but hey, listen, I hope he, hope he does well in Pittsburgh. Uh, okay, with that out of the way, I'm sure I'll get a note from somebody at the higher up that says start the podcast with Hawks talk. But hey, here we are. It's what we do with topics on the podcast. It's been a little while, as you sort of allude to. There, we're in the middle of the All Star break, pretty much right in the middle, actually, for the Hawks, uh, who actually have the well, they're tied for it. They have they're tied for the longest break because they they didn't play the last day that there were games and they don't play the first day that there are games on the way back. So they actually have more than a week. They have nine days between games. Uh, Trey was involved over the weekend in Indianapolis. Um, I joke with some people on the show. Yeah, I've well, on the show. Like people are wanting me to do like all-star game content on, on the, or all-star weekend content on the podcast. I'm like, well, what, what is there to say really about his performance? Like he did a good job in the three point contest. He, he almost won it. He seemed to be pretty happy with the performance all-star game. He barely played. He was the last guy to get in on Sunday. Uh, he was an injury replacement, so like it wasn't that terribly shocking to me. But I don't think you were watching most of this stuff. Were you dialed oh, in? Oh, I, I didn't see a single
1: second of All-Star Week. <laughs> it, I, I don't – what is there – it's not for me anymore. Like I uh, – No. All-Star Weekend – Nor me. Pretty bad for like the better part of over a decade now. Like It's been like 15 years since I cared about anything that happened in the All-Star Game. Except for the one you were the Hawks had four guys in it, and then uh, the coach where was like when they had four guys, I, I was watching that because I was, you know, Kyle Corver was an all star. You, you got it, they got
0: they got the one, they got the one run with LeBron and those four guys, and it was like, and, and LeBron,
1: <laughs> LeBron was just throwing dimes <laughs> to Kyle. He was like, wait a minute, who is this Kyle Corver? I need him on my team because he was like, uh. LeBron enjoyed that. And I was like, yeah, man, you know, Hawks could have had those four guys and like KD or LeBron or somebody, but
0: would have been nice. No, I'm I'm with you. And I and I tweeted it like, you know, I watch it out of professional obligation. Um I do enjoy the three-point contest still, and I think the Steph versus Sabrina thing was actually really good. I like that. That was a good idea. Glad they did it. Um commentary aside around it. But, but what um, about the three-point line, Brad? I don't want to talk about. That's so stupid. Uh Kenny, I, I like Kenny a lot. That was a bad moment for Kenny at the end of that. But that was that was a good event. That was that was a good event. The dog contest was terrible as it always is. I will say Jacob Toppin got robbed. No one cares because he's a Julie player, but he got robbed. Jacob Toppin,
1: Ta- Jacob Topman, Max McClung. Uh and who's the Heat player?
0: Jaime Hawkez. My guy. Jaime I mean,
1: Haquez, yeah. <laughs> Jamie Huck is. Jamie Jackwiz. Uh, he, he's Jaime Haquez uh and uh Jalen Brown I- I'm shocked I'm shocked those guys didn't light up the light up the arena in Indianapolis oh I thought McClellan know, was
0: good but he's he always is and he's a Julie player is what it is yeah um, Jalen Brown got booed apparently I, he did I-, I don't think Pacers fans like the Celtics uh they also booed uh somebody Dame. else I can't remember They booed Dame. oh yeah Dame because that was another that was another thing because Milwaukee I guess there was just a uh, Pacers fans showed out I, I suppose um anyway all that said uh there were some minor waves made at the end of the night on Sunday uh shouts to Jamila Johnson who I believe was the only person from Atlanta who was in Indianapolis uh she posted the video of a question she asked of Trey Young post game on Sunday if you missed it by the way I did a whole well two thirds of a show on this on Friday about all the trade rumblings we'll get into that a little bit now it's sort of good jumping off point because Jamila asked Trey I can't share the video if you want to find it go go find out Jamila's content you should be following her anyway um Well,
1: well huh follow on Patreon as well so. oh yeah
0: absolutely Jamil is the best um all that said people got you know had their reactions to what Trey said he was he was fairly candid that's kind of a continuation of what we've talked about before you and I and Kevin and Glenn have talked about this like Trey has become much more confident comfortable with the media he's pretty open these days he gives real he gives real answers in the way he didn't used to and uh he talked about you know how he wanted to win a championship and wanted got a lot of attention there, but it was through the through the lens of being drafted by the team that you want to win with. I thought it was a, a real a realistic answer, a real answer. Um, if you want, you kind of people that wanted to see the negative saw the negative. Uh, people that wanted to see the positive saw the positive. Uh, not even necessarily about that, but I want to know what you think of the whole thing because you know as I went through painstakingly in my analytical way, and I, I, part of the reason why it's so good that you're here is that you are you are a Hawks fan and I'm I'm covering I'm coming to it from the media side of things about like I went through it like no one's no one has reported anything on the Hawks side it's all second and third hand information and it's from good reporters but no one's reported hey the Hawks are going to do this because the Hawks want to do this it's all rival executives and all that stuff and then you got the Trey stuff so all that said what do you, where are you at on this like what are you thinking about the trade situation right now because it feels like it's the offseason and it's not like it's season like there's still games that are about to happen this week and it's a weird time Today's show is brought to you by Grammarly. I host to produce this podcast by myself, and that requires sending a ton of emails and making a ton of notes. No matter what kind of work you happen to do, how you communicate is really important, and all of those emails and notes and reports are equally important to the collaboration that you need to get things done in your life. Grammarly can help with all of that. Grammarly is your AI writing partner that helps you communicate more effectively and efficiently in order to make a big, big impact at your workplace. Whenever I communicate, with different supervisors or managers in the sports writing space, I've always used Grammarly to help me work efficiently and confidently. It really saves time. It also helps you with clarity to get things done the way that you want to the first time. And really, it's very, very important in, through that lens. And better writing also helps you make a stronger impact in your workplace, 96%. Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. Grammarly works over, over 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing and context, they provide relevant, personalized suggestions, make a bigger impact at your work right now with the folks at Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at grammarly.com podcast. That is grammarl dot podcast. One more time, grammarly.com podcast.
1: Exactly. It's people trying to make it feel like the off season because they think the Hawks season is over, even though they're like, what, five games out of the seventh or eighth seed. I haven't looked recently, but like
0: they are six games behind the eighth seed. Uh, but that's that's also the seventh seed. Uh, they're, they're tied at seven and eight and they're two guys behind the ninth seed. There you go.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's, I mean, it's still got roughly 30 some odd games left to go in the season. So it's plenty of time for them to turn it around, go on a run, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, my takeaway on the trade stuff is the Hawks will not trade him unless he asks out. And he said pretty, pretty plainly that his contract, he's not worried about the trade rumors and that uh, he's here for the next couple of seasons based on the contract, which I believe is still has what four years or three years left on the deal. It's
0: got, it's got three years left. It's two. So after this, assume the season is over, he has two more and then the player option. Um, Correct. I would, I, I would assume that as most guys at that level, he will probably opt out because that's the natural financial thing that everyone should do. If, if you're still, a, if you're still a max player, you opt out of that year and get another contract, which is not like anything. That's not anything weird. That's just a normal thing. So I'm guessing, it will be opt out after two, but he has two more guaranteed years post of this and then the the player option.
1: The larger point is he's going to be here next season, Uh, you know, barring like a catastrophe or something like he's like not not basketball related, but he's going to be on the Hawks for the next the season after this one guaranteed. And then if the Hawks are still in this morass of 500, maybe there's a discussion because I think the bigger thing is that Trey wants to win. Like, and everything that he's done this season shows me as as somebody who, like, you go listen to earlier podcasts I had about Trey Young. Like, I wasn't the biggest, you know, I'm I was not the biggest believer in Trey due to his attitude towards, like, everything. Towards the media, towards other players, like, his demeanor. Like, he's cleaned up so much in such a short period of time under Quinn Snyder. To me, I feel like he's happy with with the situation he's in right now. That doesn't mean he'll continue to be happy, especially if the wins don't come. So to me, I'm like, eh, sounds like he's good uh, unless the Hawks are going to pivot and decide to rebuild, which they're not going to do because uh, people show up to games to watch Young play basketball. He's yep. the only... He's the only star that has ever been true for, for the Hawks since Dominique Wilkins. Um, and Dominique didn't play in Atlanta uh, when I was born. So like, and I'm 32 years old right now. So like the, the, the point is, um, Trey isn't going anywhere. The owner has no incentive And also Trey, just a, another aside, like I'm pretty sure if he gets traded, he's not eligible for that Supermax extension. Another one that he yeah. might be eligible for if he makes All NBA this season. So, which he uh, still could
0: I, do. Uh, it yeah. might be it might be likely because the because the teams. Uh, and not to read that, we don't have, we don't go down this rabbit hole. I mean, but, he
1: should be he should be on All NBA, but yeah. whatever. I mean, you know,
0: the,
1: the, I think honestly the trade stuff. I really I don't have anything for you, Brad. Because like, no,
0: I understand. No, I, I'm bringing it up because it's it's the number of topic right now. Um, yeah, it's just not that,
1: it's just not something that I, I find realistic like and well part of it
0: yeah and part of it and we'll move on part of it is like it's I said it a little bit on Friday too but he is he's visibly and from what I hear even anecdotally behind he's he's more bought in than he's probably ever been ever been and that's that's the interesting part about this obviously when you come in as a rookie like you kind of have to be bought in like you know you're not you're not you're not established yet but since he's become Trey Young in capital letters Like the defense, you don't want to overstate the the defensive thing, but like he's anybody who's watched the team this year for any any length of time can tell you that he's a different defender than he's ever been.
1: He's a difference maker on defense in the most important times of games because like other teams, primary ball hunters don't actually want to deal with Trey young hedging and recovering off of them. He's gotten really good at that to the point that he causes turnovers and like he, he, he's won multiple games this season, just off his defense. So like to me,
0: it's not just I eye t- test either. By the way, it's like yeah. um, it, if you're a believer in the advanced metrics at all, like they don't tell they don't tell you that he's a great defender. But metrics that he's always ranked terribly in, EPM, LeBron, you know, Raptors gone away. But like mat- metrics that always would tell you he's that he was terrible, and it was true. They're also in addition to the eye test, they're telling you that he's he's not anymore. Like he's 40th percentile in these metrics, which is not great. But for a six, one point guard, that's kind of all you have to be. You know what I mean? It's not like, and so between that and like, even just the the way he talks about Quinn, um, he's bought into Quinn. This is kind of anecdotal, but it's just another data point. People kind of notice this. I don't want to say anything about it on Twitter, but I share, I'm not sure if you saw this, the, the Tyrese Halliburton clip about Quinn, right? Um, he, first of all, Halliburton's a very smart basketball player and he's talking to at a very high level JJ Redick about this, about how Quinn runs this, runs this great stuff. True. I shared it and this is not Trey but Trey's father Ray replied to me and said that Trey talks about Quinn like this all the time now that, that's that's a player's dad it doesn't mean it's gospel but like that that's a data point like I, you hear this stuff like Trey Trey's bought in with Quinn it, it, it is what it is now does that mean, I mean he's thrilled with everything like, else
1: like, like maybe not this this point that we're talking about is so obvious to anybody who's seen the Hawks who, who's in the Hawks sphere of influence Quote unquote. Like, if you're a Hawks fan, or if you're a reporter on the Hawks, or you like, you work in the Atlanta sports media, you've noticed the change from year to year with Trey Young, especially this year. It's been a transformative change. Hasn't led to wins. We could talk about why that hasn't later, but like, like he is
0: not. Okay. We agree on this. I'm just going to say it out loud for anybody that might be finding the podcast for the first time. I understand that anytime a team underachieves, People get two people get blamed the head coach and the best player. Yep. I don't think that Trey Young would be in my top 25 reasons the Hawks have struggled this year
1: <laughs> as far as on court play is concerned. If Trey um, was on the team, they'd be one of the worst teams in basketball. Like I, I tend to even agree. With, the results even with all the good team. players on this team, they would be horrendous because they can't, they 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 wouldn't be able to get stops with or without Trey. Yeah, and, and also their offense that which is elite would be bad or mediocre. There's also you know? there's other ways to talk about it too. Like it's
0: to, to your point earlier about how you weren't always the biggest buyer of Trey. Early in his career, I, I regularly got told by fans angrily that I was too low on Trey. Always for and I never said he was bad or anything. Just, I just but I w I wasn't the Kool-Aid drinker. I, I covered the team objectively. that's what I tried to do. I don't know if you've noticed this. It's it's flipped a little bit, like even locally. I don't. I know you don't live here right now, but you're from here. Like, he, he gets more heat than he's ever gotten. I'm not exactly sure why, even just the team's not winning. But, like, now I get I, the, the Trey Bay thing is the most famous example of this that we, we make bro, bro, fun that, that, that's, of. That's, that's, I, I get accused of being like, too high on him now. It's like
1: nothing, bro, well, not really. I mean, that's what comes with expectations, that's what comes with being as good as he's been
0: today's show is brought to you by Nissan are you ever the of driver likes to push things a little bit further do you ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner when you're driving our friends at Nissan have a lot of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level the 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes as well it also has class exclusive Google built-in that is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything in your life God of the days connecting that that phone to the actual car because Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3 inch HD touchscreen infotainment system with the Nissan Rogue and the 2024 Ford Rogue. It's the perfect size crossover for your next adventure. And they also have an incredible lineup at Nissan that includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Pathfinder has room to up to eight people, an expansive car capacity, and advanced available 4x4 capability. It has 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds of towing. And with that, when when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer that call. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada, and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. One more time, that's NissanUSA.com.
1: These conversations, this is what happens. Like, trade talk about elite players on teams that aren't winning. That's just standard. Like, that's why I'm not interested in it. Because I'm like, that's just the nature of the business. Yeah. Yeah. All it the is- stars go through this. literally every single tier of basketball player who's at Trey Young's tier, which is future Hall of Famer, which is what Trey's going to be. He is on, on Facebook. Yeah. Like, if you're not winning, you're in trade talks. Dame, his entire career in Portland, trade this talks uh, and, and Dame what-
0: is probably like the most similar situation/slash player in the last 15 years to Trey. Like, they're different players' position, but same position, comp- one Connor's final appearance as the best player, you know, scoring point guard, like, a lot of similarities between Trey and Dame, A lot of them. And to your point, you're right. And, and then, of course, he got traded at the end because he finally said, okay, trade me, essentially. Um, until then, he wasn't going to get traded, and Portland was holding up steady, like, I mean, Trey, it, it, it is what it is. It, even current, Luca gets it.
1: Zion gets it. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, they all get everybody gets it unless SGA, you're at a certain
1: level. Until the Thunder won this season, SGA was getting it. Like this is just this is the nature of you're an elite player, but your team's bad. You're going other teams are going to try to acquire you because they want you to win. What I find more interesting, actually, beyond this trade talk, I don't find the trade talk interesting. <laughs> I find interesting that the players don't consider Trey, don't vote him to be one of the best players. Because if he got the votes, he'd be starting. Like he had the van. Yeah. The players and the coaches don't consider Trey to be on this level, which I find to be interesting because well, it's it, not especially the up, coaches, especially coaches, because it's not backed up by how they defend the Hawks. Correct. DeJounte Murray's a good three-point shooter. Why is it every single game, every defender that's guarding DeJounte Murray off the ball is hedging on his man so that Trey doesn't have an easy driving lane every single time. Unless Bogey's in the game, it's harder for Trey to to operate to do what he wants to do because Bogey's the only shooter, perimeter player other teams respect. Teams don't respect DeJounte when he's playing with Trey. Not that because DeJounte is bad or mediocre. DeJounte is putting up borderline all-star numbers, but it doesn't matter because teams are like, we would rather lose if DeJounte Murray was going to beat us off catch and shoot three pointers, then yeah, allow Trey Young to go off for 30 and 15. Because he will get 30 and 15 and a half, Brad. If you it's don't, if you guard him, if you guard Trey straight up like he's a like he's Dame Lillard, like um, no disrespect. <laughs> no, we if talked about like, it. Like you and Conley, I. If he's Even like Darius a- Garland, like yeah, yeah. If you if you want to guard Trey Young like like he's like, he's a good player and not sacrifice anything. He's going to eat you alive. We even said it what in the middle of half. That's why in the playoffs – I'm sorry to get no. on this rant about Trey and how good he is. That's why in the playoffs, he's a problem because you know what you can't do? You just can't give DeJounte Murray the open catch and shoot three-pointer. You just can't give Sadiq Bey an open corner three-pointer. You can do it in a regular season because you know what they're going to miss? And 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 if they miss or they make, it's just one game. If they if they go on a run, if they get in a rhythm, you might lose the series because you gave uh, Dejounte Murray eight eight open three pointers to get in a rhythm. Yeah. You might lose the series now because now you got to play him straight up and you got to worry about Trey. That's why even if the Hawks get into the, even if the Hawks make the playoffs as the eight seed, they will always have a chance. Just like they had a chance against the Celtics, which is why Trey Young makes super max money. Because you have Trey Young. Because offensively, there's nothing you can do as a team to stop him without playing jump defense. Period. That is the ga- that's, that's, that's the why, that's the guy's last year. That's yeah. why that's why I'm, I'm confused. One, <laughs> why all these people think the Hawks are just going to trade that type of player away. When he's a genuine, bona fide difference maker. There ain't that many in the NBA. He's a yeah, and- blue bud difference maker in this league. Because of his uh ability on the offensive side of the floor. What I don't understand is why he doesn't get respect that he deserves from coaches and players and the people who run Team USA. That's what bothers me. This trade talk coming from people who are like, um, yeah, the Hawks, the Hawks are definitely likely going to trade Trey Young in the offseason. Based on what, bro? That's what I want to know. Based, based on what? What money? Finance situation, you know what the Supermax rules are. Is it based on the team? The Hawks aren't a disaster. They're just not that good yet. Doesn't mean they can't get there with a couple of moves. We can talk about the couple of moves they can can put late in the podcast, but I just want to make it clear about Trey Young. He's that dude, and he's not going anywhere unless the offseason happens, and he's like, I want out. And even then him for another season because you know why because it's not in the hawks best interest to trade him after this season based on his contract you know like they they if i'm the hawks owner i'm like no nah, we got you signed for another season and then we'll go you know you know what i'm saying but that's not I, I don't feel like w- with with everything that's going on with trey uh how his demeanor has changed how he's talking to the media how just how like insightful he's been, like I, I don't see that in 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 the cards for Trey. I think he wants to be here. I think he wants to win. He wants to be like to me. If I'm Trey Young, he gets to put his stamp on this city of Atlanta, which doesn't have hasn't had many superstars in the Hawks' career. He's on pace to be the greatest Atlanta Hawk ever. Period. Just based on just based on his accomplishments on the floor. Why would he, like, I, I'm like, th- there is value in that for a player. And I think Trey want like, Trey wants to be that. He wants to be what Steph Curry is for the Warriors in Atlanta. Maybe I, that's probably the No, best way. It,
0: yeah. I, uh, so all that is fair. We don't have to keep talking about this. I, I just, um, I, I think that it gets lost. And I, I did mention it on Friday too. And, yeah, you could argue that this shouldn't, you know, if you want to be as cold and calculate, like, trust me, I'm guilty of being cold and calculating about basketball a lot. Like, it's that's part of what I'm doing. But, like, it does matter no matter what anybody says. It matters that the Hawks, you you know, as well as I'm older than you are, but not by that much. Our entire childhood, teenage years, 20s, everybody, everybody in the city, that's that's a broad brush, but it's true. Anybody in the city is like the Hawks need a star. Noxian star, Noxian star, Noxian star. No one was ever satisfied, even when they were good. They were pretty good for a long time, with Al and Joe and Josh and all those guys. They were pretty good for a long time, and no one was cool with it because they didn't have a star. No. And Joe, by the way, Joe was a seven time All Star. Joe, Joe Johnson was a seven time All Star. Borderline All
1: Famer. Didn't care. Don't care. It wasn't good enough. And, I mean, so that, he, he wasn't. He's not. Joe Johnson is not on trade level. Is no, that, he's not. He's not. not. What Trey's done. and,
0: and I, not, I like, I, I love Joe. I think Joe's underrated. But you're right, and i I'm, I'm saying that to say, the, yeah, the Trey Young era so far has not maybe gone the way that we people thought it might go after the conference finals run. You know what I mean? Like, I think,
1: but they had the conference finals won. I, well,
0: won. I know, I know. They could have won
1: that series of trade. is what I'm confused about. Thing. about.
0: I know. This is what that's
1: I'm confused thing. about by, by, by these fans. <laughs> What's with this short-term memory, Hawks fans? Who, who well, are like? these traceable. You know well, a lot of
0: I know, a lot of it is people. Forty-five
1: in the Garden against Boston by himself with no Dejounte Murray because he got himself suspended. Yeah, I mean, the even was over.
0: And they also, you know, they, you know, come on, man. That series was recently. We'll leave it alone. But all I'm saying is, people have just kind of forgotten that. And yeah, there there's a real debate, and we won't we won't have it now about like which level Trey is on. You can we'll think that I'm easy. too high on Trey. Um, that's fine. I don't care. Um, he's not LeBron. He's not Kate. like he's not a top five player in the league. He's not. But I, I know. I see you. Uh, but all that said, teams rebuild looking for someone like Trey. The Hawks just rebuilt looking for someone like Trey, and they got him. And they built poorly around him, I would argue. I would argue the front office and ownership are the problem more than Trey is, more than Quinn is. That's all different stuff but I, I just don't, and look, you, you mentioned it and look, I had someone call me just to be extremely transparent after I said on Friday where I said that I've never heard really anything about Trey being traded unless he wants to be traded. And like people call after that people around the team, I would say that's the way I'll put it uh, around the situation. I've heard of people like, you know, people are more skeptical, more skeptical than I am about it. And that's, that's fine. Um, did that interview on Sunday with Jamila change my mind about anything? No, it didn't. Could Trey ask for a trade this summer? Could he? Yeah, of yeah. course he could. Yeah, of course he could. He, I mean, he's he's, I got he's a guy that wants to win. They're not winning. He has clutch representation. That have clutch has done a no matter what you think about Rich Paul, they do a great job of getting what their clients want. Always, they do a great job of that. Whether you, whether it's fans like it or not, they usually get their guys where they want to be. So, like, if that happened, would I fall on the floor? No, I wouldn't fall on the floor. But that's a different conversation.
1: But, but the conversation that was being had was the insinuation that the Hawks would trade, trade, and that's Regardless, yeah, that's what I mean. That's right. why I'm like that's And weird. I, have still know, never right, heard that.
0: I still never heard not, that. It doesn't mean yeah. no it was. I just, just to be very clear, I'm not. I've never said that there's no chance of that because I don't know maybe maybe somebody in that front office or on the staff or an owner, maybe maybe Tony's just done with Trey. I don't know I'm not reporting anything like that I've never heard anybody that I trust that would insinuate or tell me that they're thinking about trading Trey Young without him being asked now I, again I could be wrong when Mark Stein and Jake Fisher report this stuff it does matter your eyebrows raise but even they Jake and nobody attributed it to the Hawks it's all rabble executives and all that stuff so like and Jake couched I- under he the
1: most uh this is similar to what Giannis and Embiid. I think he said wishful.
0: Th- I think he said wishful thinking was what uh, exactly around the league. Where, where yeah. it's
1: like, yeah, they're in trade rumors too because if you're not winning championships, you got to be traded to another team so that you can also not win a championship. He, he's, the like, he's the next that, guy
0: up. He's
1: next up. Honestly,
0: uh, I, I, I almost did this, I almost did this on Friday and I forgot to do it on the show because it was taking me too long. But like, if you go down the, uh, I think Trey and Donovan Mitchell are the guys who are kind of on the list of like okay let's do the cycle of transactions and go through like who could be available and the thing was it was Donovan was the one I'm sure you remember this that was getting talked about a lot in October November December this year uh, as being the next guy who could be available and then the Cavs won like 18 out of 20 or something and when, when
1: you he when your team
0: when your team when your team wins you're no longer available you know what I mean and you can go one through 30 or one through 40 of the top players in the league And the guys who were like in a position to be traded or whatever, like Trey's just kind of on that list of like speculation. You know what I mean? Like LeBron, obviously there's a lot of a trade about LeBron's next step, but LeBron is LeBron. He's in his own category. A lot of these other guys are under contract or they're not going to be traded. Luke is not going to be traded unless he wants to be traded. Giannis just re-signed. Like you can go, go, go on the list, go on the list, go on the list, and you get to Donovan and Trey, and then Cleveland got good for a while. And that quieted that. And the Hawks, to your point, haven't been good this year. And that means their chatter goes higher. Um, and also, the two teams that are linked to Trey so far, linked is very loose at this point, the Lakers and the Spurs, right? Those are very sexy topics because of two reasons. One is' the Lakers who are tied to every single player who's ever available, no matter what. And the other one is Victor Womanyama, who objectively would fit perfectly with Trey Young. So like yeah. you can see you can see why people would want that to happen. But, again, rival executives. That's not anybody in
1: Atlanta. Up yeah, down. just um, uh, put a put a touchstone on this. Like, I can see a scenario where if the season goes in the toilet, like if they lose a lot, you know, and they don't make the play-in and stuff like that, maybe there's a conversation to be had between Trey, his, his team, and the Hawks about maybe this not being the team. But, like, just based on the – evidence i have which is me watching the games me hearing what trey says after the games it trey speaking to the media at all after games win or lose which that's not something he used to do he's doing it this season so i'm like i i'm just like i i feel like he's committed to this team as of right now and he's committed for next season i i think if we're having this conversation next year, it's more likely. I just think it's too early in the in the cycle. If, if that makes sense yeah. to you. Not saying he will, he will never be yeah. traded or any of this. Oh no. I just personally, I'm like, it's listen, too early. it's true. Kind of,
0: Trey kind of alluded to it to, the, in, in the answer to the gate Jamila. The reality is the smart money would be on Trey being traded at some point. Count yeah. the guys who count the guys on one hand who have not been traded in our lifetime. It's basically Kobe, who was almost traded, by the way, Kobe wanted to be traded and then wasn't. And Dirk wasn't traded and Dwayne Wade left, who actually Dwayne Wade, who was like another guy on that list ended up leaving at the end. Like most guys get traded. LeBron's get, LeBron hasn't been traded, but he got signed and traded and wanted to leave, changed teams. Like no ones I shouldn't say no one, but like Steph Curry. It, is, it is so yeah, so far Steph's not been traded, but, but,
1: but Steph was earlier in his career. Similar. Age I'm, I'm saying there's like, zero, 20, there's like a what? zero. There's like a zero point zero percent.
0: Yeah, zero point zero one percent of guys don't get don't ever get traded and start like. Maybe Trey will do that, but like the the, the smart money is at some point he won't be on the Hawks anymore. Even I, even, even all time greats have not done that.
1: I'll just say this: like uh, Trey, some situation similar to what Devin Booker went through, even though the Hawks have won a lot more, but like the Suns were, early like, on, yeah. Suns were a disaster until, couple until they got Chris Paul, uh, yep. and then they started winning. And but like, De- De- Devin's a little weird because he wasn't on that at the same time. Devin was he was good, but he wasn't as good. As he, he wasn't as well.
0: viewed like that. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Not not to say he wasn't good, but he's gotten so much better in a short period of time recently, where he's actually on that tier of player. He used to not be on that tier, but like Devin. is is, I I do think uh, yeah
0: I I I think I think Dame is Dame is the parallel and it's you know Dame is older by a few years and but they followed similar tracks and Dame just got traded to Milwaukee as the number two guy we'll see if that works out for he's not a great year we supposed to be talked about before but anyway we can leave trade discussion behind us and talk about other things All right. That is all for part one of two with my friend Tyler Jones. Part two should be available in your podcast feed of choice right now. So stay tuned for that. Please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, follow us on Twitter slash X at lots on Hawks. Follow me there as well at BT Roland. Also my written work on the Hawks is available to be read and sift through at patreon.com slash BT Roland. Thanks for listening. Part two should be available right now and we'll see you all next time.